And one of the most magnificent, one of the most magnificent bricks in the building of Taras Amis is the Mesil Sashom from Abeinu HaKadosh, Yeramchal. Everybody here, at one point or another in his life, he went to Yeshiva, has learned Mesil Sashom. But not one of us has learned it properly. And even if we'd learned it our entire lives, we wouldn't even have cracked it open. We have a big schus that in these last few days before Mashiach comes, the Barnishlam has sent special Machanchim, Madrichim, Mashpiyim into the world to uncover the beauty and the depth of swarms such as Mesil Sharm so that even people like us can truly change and grow by learning. Instead of it being a limud, learning something interesting or something we feel is totally beyond us, that we're able to really connect with. We was like last week to finish and it's clear to anybody who even learned it two or three times, especially for those who went through the entire Sefer, that the Mechabed of Schwartz's entire goal is to help us practically change our lives, to think differently, to live differently. There's no question that that's why the Ramchal wrote Mesil Zashar. There's no question. That's why he wrote it. And because of who the Ramchal was, even though his style of writing is exceptionally clear, but it's been many years since the Ramchal. And, and the Ramchal, the writings of the Ramchal are learned, are studied everywhere, but it's still a very big gap between what the Ramchal is teaching and our practical day-to-day lives. And how can we cross over to be able to draw out from the Ramchal what he was seeking to give us, which is a life that is led according to a practical mahalach, following the hadrogas that he that he lays out for us according to the price of every Pinchas Ben of how to become tzaddikim, how to become big elohim. <coughs> And this entire cipher that came out a relatively short time ago, the commentary of the Bulvavi Mishkanevna of Schwartz on Sisharm is only on the Ramchal's introduction and the first paragraph of the Sefer, this whole cipher. So clearly, we've been missing some things along the way, and there's a lot that we could accomplish, and we will, Bez Hashem in a very real and practical way to continue to what we've been learning in, in Bilvavi, connected to the words of the Tzaddik and emerging from the words of the Tzaddik, the Ramchal. So let's begin with Rosh Schwartz's introduction. It's very important to read the Mavai. Every introduction is, is a Neshama. And the actual Sefer is the Guf. We need to always first hear what the Sefer, what the, what the Tachlis is in writing the Sefer. And it sets a tone for the entire Limud. So, page Aleph. Taifor Ravachas Bidareinu. It's very commonly found in our generation. Sifrei HaKitsurim. Shneschabu Binyanim Shainim. There are many Sifrei Kitsurim that are found. Meaning that there are many, many Sfarim in Hebrew and in English. Lahavda, like you have in the secular world, chemistry, you know, remember I, I, I avoided as many chemistry classes as I could in high school. And then three or four days before the regions, 
there was this special book that they had, a uh, small book, I mean a book with small print, and it had, it had all the information that was packed into like one-sixth of the textbook, and without hearing the teacher draining around the whole year on the same thing. And that's basically how I did chemistry, just by reading that that kitzer of chemistry. Huh? It's similar, but in science, they have, uh, they have all these kitzer, lahavdal, in Tyra. There are many, many sfarm. When a person comes to Shulchanar, Hamagelon house, I can't, I don't know what to do. So there's a kitzer, Shulchanar. And over the years, there have been many, many, many more kitzer. You go into any swarm store. Most of the swarm nowadays are different types of are different types of likutim and kitsurim, there's very little original, striking originals from that are coming out. Most of it is collecting, especially now that with the computers, they're able to help collecting and being mekatsit, making it something which it's easier to access. So there are a lot of svarim like this. Yochel Yehudi b'chol mokim shunimsa b'yavosha b'avir b'yom. no matter where he is. Nowadays, he's on the ocean. He's on the he's on an airplane, he's he's on he's in the car, wherever he is. Little echad misifei hakitzer halal. He's able to walk around with one of these farm. Ulakabel musagim kol shehem benaisi hamaduber. He's able to to gain some knowledge on whatever subject it is in Torah that he's interested in or that he's learning. He's able to have this with him. Amnam, however, bar lekol echad. It's clear to everybody. It's clear that if we're talking about understanding Torah on a deeper level and really connecting to Torah in the way that we need to connect to, it's clear that the Avaida of a Jew learning Torah is not to spend all of his time learning Torah. We're talking about especially if someone's at the age where he's still able to be in yeshiva. Certainly, that's not a tachlis to be studying all of these, um, all of this kitsurim, you know, the, the, the Torah cliff notes. That's not a tachlis. Obviously, you have to have time. It's preferable to learn the Torah of Hashem in, in the Makar. You learn the Gemara, you learn through the Sugis properly, then you try to see the Rambam. You try to see the Torah and the Beis Yosef and go to the Shulchan Aruch, to the Mishnah Brewer, whatever, Rab Shulchan Aruch, Archa Shulchan, to try to go down to the Chuvis or Moshe Feinstein, or the Vad Yosef, or there's earlier Chasam Seif, and they'll be using them to go through them, to go through the Makaris, as opposed to buying a Sefer, and the Sefer just tells you in three sentences the latest findings, or the sum total results of all of this. This says this, this says this, this says this, and, you know, ask your local postic or something. The tachlis is to learn Torah from the Makar. You begin in Torah Shabbat you begin in Chumash, you, and you work your way through the through the Medrashei Chazal, through the through the Gemaras, and so on. There's no more beautiful way of learning Torah than that. You begin with the source until you get all the way, all the way, to Tavshin Samachtas, and to find out. So, what's the halacha? In this particular situation, how am I supposed to conduct myself? To say that, but I begin by learning the Chumash, the Navi, and the Gemara is in Rishayim. We understand. It's obvious also. But most people don't have time for that, especially after Yeshiva. People don't have time to take to take it, and you need to know what's the halach. Am I allowed to do this or am I not allowed to do this? Is this permissible? Is it not? Is it forbidden? So if someone tells you, well, you have to start with the Chumash. The Chumash Shabbos isn't 15 minutes. I have to know what to do. So there are these handy, there are these handy kitzurim, which are wonderful. No one's criticizing them to help a person get to the Lamaisa. And unless a person is very, very brilliant and, and has a lot of time, it's impossible to cover all of this ground, all the different sections of Halach and Shulchanach, to know what to do. Therefore, these kitsurim, these very abridged versions of, of halacha, are, were, were and are being written 
for a person, for people don't have time to really get into the Indian. They need to know just the halacha l'maiseh. Or he's not capable. If you tell him go to the go back to the Gemara, and he's, he doesn't have to do that whole thing. He can't navigate through the Gemara and Rashi Taisis and then to the through the Rishonim and the Rambam the Shulchan Aruch all the way to know Lamaisa. Uh, you know, what do I do with this particular situation? And, uh, uh, am I allowed to put this on the Blech or not? I don't know. I'm looking in the Shulchan Aruch. I didn't see anywhere it says the word Blech. I looked in the Gemara, the Homosech, the Shabbos, I scanned it in the computer for the word blech. I didn't find one time the whole Gemara Shabbos, blech. So I don't know what to do. So you tell me, I have to learn the sugis properly. The Dina Bashihi and Chazar, these are big sugis in, in, in Gemara and Shabbos. These beautiful Gemaras. It's to Shulchan Aruch, until you get to Ramesha, until you get to the Tshuvas, Rabbi Shalman and so on. It's not for me. I can't do that. So we have, Baruch Hashem, Kitzor. But let's let's think of a person who's a serious young man, a bentayra. Shekol Yomo, who has the entire day to learn, say the Aleph, say the Bey, say the Gilman, he has the whole day to learn. He comes to the Bismedrish, and you find this guy, all day long, he's opening up these bichalach, these little swarm, that say Aleph, Bey, Gilman, Dal, they just tell... That's what he does. That's his, that's his curriculum. All day long, that's what he learns. He's not learning from the Gemara and Chulun, and then later on through the, through the Rishonim and the Rambam and so on. He just learns one of these kids to have 50 pages or you get in English. You can get from, uh, one of these books that have in it the kosher kitchen or something. And he learns, and you come into the Bismarck, the guy sitting and learning in Kailu, and you see he's reading the kosher kitchen. And the, and the kosher kitchen, there are like 13 pages on the subject of Basabachalov. And then he has another one on Teruvis. <coughs> Would anybody in his right mind say that this is the right that this is the right way to learn Torah and this is this is what's going to preserve the Jewish people? No one would say that. That's not why the Rosh Hashanah gives the Torah has seen that you should sit around with little manuals and booklets. That's not the tachlis of learning Torah. Clearly, people are working and they don't have enough time. They need to know what to do. So that, obviously, the priority is that a person should not be Mechal Shabbos. And if someone's going to be dragging around trying to figure things out on the Shulchan Aruch HaMishnah Bura, and he doesn't know what do I do with my blach, then it would be much more helpful to tell him to read one of the books in English. Like you have the 39 Malachis, those four volumes in English, the fantastic books. So look up, read the section, and they'll tell you what to do with the blach. I don't want anybody to be Mechal Shabbos for the, for the sake of, uh, of, of going through the Sugya. V'yedu malasas loimdim hem sifer kitzer. V'gam ben Torah, yochem yad pam, midei pam, lahatzitz b'svar misugza. And even a person who's in yeshiva, once in a while, he's not learning that Sugya uh, in the Gemara, so he needs to know the halacha. It's okay. So he looks in the, in the kitzer. And that's safer. But that's only provided that this Ben Torah is spending the vast majority of his day learning Torah properly in order. To begin with the Gemara, until he gets to the Halacha. Okay, so let's say in the Yeshiva they're learning... Let's say in the yeshiva, they're learning Bav Metziah, they're learning Bav Akam. So he's learning halachis, let's say that, uh, in Hilchus But he needs to know something about the Blach. And he didn't really learn Shabbos properly, and he doesn't know the halachis. So, so he needs to check and to go through, to have or a little bit of time that he puts aside every day to make sure that he knows how to keep Shabbos properly. That's fine. Sham hu halachis. There he learns these uh, kitsurim. It wouldn't make any sense at all for a Ben Torah to be learning these things all day long. It's very clear. When it comes to all the parts of the Torah, that in order for a person to really come to understand in depth why is it that we do this and we don't do that, why is it that we live this way and we observe halach uh, the, the, in this way. 
Olav lo medbiim. He has to learn in depth. He has to learn it properly. The labein is advarm lagia lachteasia to clarify the subject, to go through the gemaras properly, and to go through the Rambam and the Rishon and the Shulchan Aruch to come to the lamaisa to truly understand it. Lumazais. All of this is to show the contrast that when it comes lumazai hagis. When it comes to how we live, not the blach, but as far as Amid is a concern. Amuna, Bitochen, Kaz, Leitzanus, Simcha. All, all of the Amunas and Deus, all of the beliefs, emotions, Midas and so on, that are part, a major part of being a Jew. When it comes to these things, or Midas, or working on oneself, Avaida Atzmis, Sham, there in general, there is this opinion that's out there, there's this view that's out there. There's this general attitude, just tell me, like, what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to learn, I don't want to learn about Kaz, the Ian. I don't want to learn about Simcha, I don't have the time and I don't need to learn. Uh, the, the thing about uh, what, what simch is, be'iyan. Emuna. I don't need to learn the Indian of emuna, be'iyan. I just want to get the basic gist of it and to be an elohiyya, to be a good Jew. Umarim la'ayin b'sifek kitsurim, next page. Habnuyim al-archim l'fiyah seydah ha'lafes. They get some nice books that are out there in Hebrew and English or whatever. I'll give a few sentences or a little bit of page about each one of these about each one of these midas. Rais Aleph, Muvaz, Muvaz Aleph. So it goes in the order for Aleph base. So under Aleph, you have all the things that talk about that begin with an Aleph. Kegon Emuna, Ahavas Hashem. So there's a few pages on Emuna. There's a few pages on Ahavas Hashem. And Kate said, Yeshlun Hagben, how how do I live a life of Emuna? And how do I live a life of Ahavas Hashem? So I have a few pages. Ba'is Beis, Mashaich Beis, Bitochen, and so on. Then you get to Ba'is Beis, you read about Bitochen. Or they have, like when it comes to Lashon Hara, they have calendars, and uh, it's not just that Shemitah Lashon has been abridged, all of the abridged editions have already been abridged more and more and more and more until it's going to be just like one sentence on a page, like, don't say that. Something like that. It's been such a. It's been so watered down, and so, and so um, uh, tampered with, with all the best intentions. But the need of taharas aloshin, of of how I speak, and you've all heard this from me many times, that you could you could give a manual what's permissible, what's forbidden when it comes to lashnar, but if you never ever got the ian to the depth of what is it of what does it mean to want to say so why do you want to say bad things about people or why bakhlal do you do you talk about other people <coughs> so you could have a manual and it's got the Chavz Chaim's picture on the front and on the back and it has a calendar and it's got all good things and it's telling you you can say this you can't say this you can say this you can't say that but it never really gets to the bottom of why do you speak that way what's what's going on inside of you and who are you? And who are the people you're speaking about? You know who you're talking about? You're talking about a Yid. You know what a Yid is? What is a Yid? We know what it means a Yid to say something about a Yid. We don't know what a Yid is. He said, I know this guy for 40 years. He's a, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's got mildest chesoyness, like, just like everybody else. You know what a Yid is? She's so saying to somebody, don't say any Lashon. Don't say any Lashon. If someone would say, if someone... To say something God forbid about your mother, you say, hey, you talk, that's my mother. What do you think? How can you talk about my mother that way? You don't, no one has to write for you a manual not to speak Lashon about your mom. That's your mother. You love her. And, and if someone would say anything bad about your mother, you say, that's, how can you talk about it? That's my mother. So how can we say bad things about other Jews? The Torah says that you don't know what it means to be a Jew. So I don't know what it means. To, I don't know what a Jew is. Just like that person doesn't know your mother. And, if you, and, and, and 
And um, it, you know, this will happen sometimes. My wife will, my wife will be sitting someplace, and I'm, and I'm giving a talk, and the ladies next to her are talking about the speaker. That's me. And my wife will never say anything. And then afterwards, somebody told them, you know, that that's that's uh, his rabbits. So then, like, you know, sometimes they'll go over and, and they don't, they usually just, like, run quickly out from that place. Or, you know, a lot of times they said something nice, always bad. But they'll say something that wasn't, shouldn't necessarily have been said. And and, and then they'll say uh, to my wife, you know, I'm really, I'm, you know, they mean anything bad, of course. And, 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 these, these are mice and bachalyam. So, what does that mean? If you have something good to say about a Jew, and even then, in Hilchus sometimes you have to be careful, depending who you're talking to, right? But something did. So now they're saying, I didn't know that it was your husband. I knew that it was your husband. I wouldn't have said that. So that's a chitzayin But for the person whose husband it is, that's a different chitzayin. To hear something bad, right? That's a different chitzayin. Anybody who's ever been in a situation where you said something you shouldn't have said, and then, like the person was sitting next to you, uh, uh, I was I was in the airport recently, uh, and, uh, <coughs> and I was on a flight there, and and I was sitting down waiting in the place for them to open up to go onto the plane. And there were a couple of chavah there from the five towns. I said hello to this one. So I don't know who they were, but they said people said hello. So hello. I'm sitting there with a the cipher waiting for them to open up the plane. And mom is back to back with me. This this guy says to his wife, "You wouldn't believe who's who's here in the airport, who's on our flight." She says, "Oh, she says, Rabbi Weinberger." The, she says, "Which Rabbi Weinberger?" The, she says, "The Satma Rabbi Weinberger." <laughs> that, that that's me. So, so then I heard his kids were going, "Daddy, Daddy," he says, "Be quiet," and he's going on to say, "Yeah, he's a big kanoi." I heard him a few times. I like to share him, but he, he doesn't belong in the neighborhood. And he was, it was back to back, and I didn't know what to do. So I'm like this, you know. And uh, but the kids are already saying, "Daddy," he's saying, "Quiet!" I'm talking to mommy. And the, the kid says, "That's Rabbi Weinberger, right?" And uh, and the wife, I didn't know what to do. I made like I didn't hear anything, but it was back to back with me, loud, back to back. And you know, so if I, I made like I didn't know what to do. And uh, they didn't say anything, but I know the wife was so upset about the whole thing. I'm sure he was too. Uh, and, and the kids kept on saying, but daddy, but daddy. And he kept on going, the guy. But, so no, so I mean, he doesn't know me. What's he talking about? Me? Not that I, I don't think that, I, I take it as a compliment if someone calls me Sabah. My cousin's a Sabah. And I have the deepest respect for Sabah Hasidim. And I don't see there's something bad. But he meant it to say, like, not so nice. And he wanted to make, like, a thing about it. But he doesn't know me. So he, he he heard maybe that I'm he heard that I'm a Kanoi. I said something whatever it is anti television. What did I say? I said anti the Israel Day Parade. But, but already, he already patched me up that I'm a I'm a Satma, which to him is like a bad thing. He doesn't know me. The whole thing is so silly. It'd be the same thing if I said about him. I some idiot, some uh, modern Orthodox guy. That's also would be an Irish guy. Because the bottom line is I don't know what a Yid is, and if I don't know what a Yid is, then I say things that I shouldn't be saying. The same way someone says, that's my mother. You're saying things you don't know my mother. She's the most wonderful woman in the world. What do you know about her? You're saying that about my husband? My husband's wonderful. My wife is wonderful. You don't know that person. Someone says about your kid, you're ready to kill, right? You don't know my child. It's so painful if you have a, you have a the child as a teacher, and the teacher, the teacher says something about your child, and you know that that's not true. That's your child. How do you know my child? The kid's in your class for, for a month, and you tell me your kid's like this, my kid's like that, like this, like that. That's not my child. So how do you talk about a yid? The Torah says you don't understand what a yid is. So, so then you 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 get a book in Hilchas Lashon Hara, and you have the Kitzurim, and it says you're allowed to say this and I allowed to say that, but it doesn't talk about what a yid is. You understand? If someone would teach us and we'd learn, what is a yid? You would lose your appetite to say something bad. You wouldn't want to say something bad. What is a yid? A yid is a tzaddik, a chazan. Uh, Kaddish. So how could you say something bad about a Jew? So the Torah says, well, because you know he, uh, I know this guy for sure. This bad stuff. You don't know what you don't know what a yid is. You don't know what a yid is. So when you, so the problem is that the same way people th- want to learn Hilchas Shabbos, like they have those books, Chemistry for Dummies, Biology for Dummies. By the way, there was somebody who wrote a book, Judaism for Dummies. 
there's somebody in the shul that once showed it to me that, they, that there's a book called Judaism for Dummies, an Orthodox rabbi wrote, Judaism for Dummies. So you want Hilchas Shabbos for Dummies. And now, so you think, okay, I got Hilchas Shabbos for Dummies. So now uh, I can also get Amuna, Mesir Shasharim, Amuna, Chabas Lababas for Dummies. Now, like, Amuna, Bitochen, Ahabas Hashem, Yus Hashem for Dummies. And I'm going to read in one sentence, just like, it, just like it's dumbed down, all these books on Lashon Har, say this, don't say this, say this, don't say that. So the person uh, does that because uh, some tragedy happened and they got a meeting in school together and they said, you better, uh, everybody has to learn Shemir Salashim or, or else our children are all going to die. So, so now everybody's learning Shemir Salashim, do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this, and there's a pachat. But then after two months, all the kids seem to be okay, and I mean, it's nothing. They never get to the sugya, the sugya, the iyun. The way you would learn a blank Gemara, be'iyan. Be'iyan. What is emunah? What's a yid? To learn a yid, be'iyan. Emunah, be'iyan. And these people think, the, the, the short of the book is, the short of the book is, you know what? Skip all the deeper things. I don't have to know there's a machlokis here between the chazanish and the, uh, uh, between the Chazan Ish and the Stipler. I don't have to know there's a machlokis here between the, the Valshantav HaKadosh or the Chassam Sefer. I don't need to, you know what, just tell me, Lemaise, you know, what, what, to, what to be, how to be, how to live. HaRishikibalmus HaTachlis HaNitzis, then I got what I need. Eichlis Moedid HaMagayva, I have a problem with Gaiva. I'm conceited. Give me something, a guidebook that tells me how to, the practical steps of how to overcome haughtiness and conceit. And I have English, you can go, to, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about Goyesha books, I'm talking about Jewish books, you can go to this farm store, and they have a whole section on Musa and this and that, and they'll think there'll be books with big titles about anger and this and that, and big, like you see, because angry people like to see like that. So there's a big thing, anger, right? I saw a book like that, a big, big writing on the cover, something like that, about anger. So, oh, Hamza, of course, they tell you it costs uh, $15 if there's such a thing anymore. $16, of course, and this book is going to help me not, not to be angry. That's the book. Everybody's getting that book. Not like they said, and you know all these people don't get angry anymore? No, but everybody's getting this book. And if you ask me any other question, I'm going to be angry at you, right? <laughs> but everybody's getting this book. That's it. So, I, I got a book. I got my book on Gaiva. I got my book on Kaz. I'm all set. Look nice. I'm going to be talking. I got another little pamphlet, a little manual, and I'm going to be talking. I'm all set. Kaime fai peer atsum ben atvisa he yunus alimudis. See, see, he's talking to Ben Tari. He says, "Look, on the one here, when it comes to halacha, every Ben Tari knows. Every, even a person that's not in yeshiva now knows that to truly understand the blach, it's not enough to read a page about the blach. To truly understand that, I have to learn. I have to learn beginning from Chumash, leisas kamalacha." What it means on Shabbos Malacha. How do we define Malacha? I have to go through the Mesechta. I have to go through the Rishayim. I have to go to the Rambam. I have to go to the Tur, to the Beis Yosef, to the Bach. I have to go to the Shulchan Aruch, and so on. And then to the Poskim. Everybody knows that even the people that are not into learning, they know that to really appreciate a Blach, you have to, 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 you really have to go into the Sugi and Shabbos. Everybody knows that. But then look, when it comes to who we are as Jews, not just what we put on the Blach, a hot Kogel, a cold Kogel, when it comes to emunah b'tochen, when it comes to ahavas Hashem, yiras Hashem, when it comes to kaz, gaiva, atzvus, leitzonis, simcha, atzvus, then all of a sudden it doesn't have to be be'in. It's not in depth. It's not to get to the bottom of the sugya. It's not to truly understand. Kaim so there's a huge gap. That's what it means, pe'er with an ayin. Kaim efo, pe'er atzum ben atfis ayin salimudis. When it comes to Gemara and Halacha, we understand that you have to do it very, very carefully. <coughs> very in, much in depth. But on the other hand, when it comes to Tikkun Amidus, and the person working on, on, on his on life, which we know, in the long run, whether or not you pass in this way or that way by the Blach, not that you Mechal Shabbos, but whether you went like Rav Shalom Zalman, or you went like you provide yourself, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Because both of them are big tzaddikim, and both of them know what they're talking about. And if you went like Rabbi Yavad Yosef, or you went like Shlomo Zalman, you're okay. In Shemaim, you're okay. 
But if you, but if you're Balkaz, the likelihood is that your marriage is a mess. And if your marriage is a mess, the likelihood is that your kids are getting messed up. So it's not, so you, you could be fine if you pass like a Shalom Zaman, you pass like a Vadi Yosef, and you heated the Kugel, you didn't heat the Kugel from the refrigerator, not from the refrigerator, you're still okay. Of course, you have to know what to do. But this way or that way, you're okay. So I, you didn't know the whole Gemara was behind this? No. Lemaise, was I okay with the Kugel? You're okay. You, I went like a Shalom Zaman, am I okay? You're okay. I went like Rabbi Vadi you're okay. But I don't know the Gemara in Shabbos. I never looked at Sugya. You'd have a much deeper love and appreciation for the learning, and to know to, if you knew where the blood came from and why Rabbi Vadi is like that and Rabbi Shalom is like that, it'd be much more gishmak. And you know what? The cold would also be better. But you don't know. So in the meantime, you're okay because you aren't like one of these poskim. You're okay. But when it comes to when it comes to kaz a gaiva, when it comes to shmiras aloshim, shmiras So everybody here is like. I'll give you right now an example of a kitzer. Okay, I'm going to give you a little kitzer. Don't look at anything you shouldn't look at. Don't look at any woman that's not dressed properly. But don't you know what? Don't even, don't look at any woman that's not your wife or your daughter. Let's just make it easier. That's the kitzer, right? So I'm asking you. So you want you want to chazer that this afternoon? You're going to get together and say, let's chazer. Don't look at any woman that's not my wife or daughter. It's better not to look at any woman. Don't even don't look at it. It's better. That's the kitzer. <coughs> they know is that shmir sinayim. I just gave you a basic shmir senayim for dummies, right? Shmir senayim for dummies. That's it. That's pretty much it. See, you're telling me that from that, you're gonna you're gonna be able to be mekadesh your eyes. You're gonna become an elachid because you because you, you you learn now the halacha says that. And then not only that, let's say it's a little bit more. I'll give you a couple of tips. A couple of tips that uh, try try to stay indoors in warm weather. <laughs> try to stay indoors in warm weather. Um, Throw out your television, get rid of the internet. <clears throat> if there are any women that live on your block, put up posters that they should please leave. <laughs> I'll go through some practical things. Believe me, some of these kids, especially the English ones, are not any uh, are not much more advanced than this kind of stuff. So, shine. So now what? You know what Shmir Sinaim is? Shmir Sinaim is a velt. Shmir Sinaim means being a Jew that's able to look inwards and doesn't need to be curious and always ayented to see what's outside. It doesn't begin with looking at a lady. It begins with looking inwards or outwards. That's not found in the kids, sir. Looking inwards, being a neshamadik yid, being a yid that's a pnimi, to make yourself into a pnimi. So instead you're reading the book about Shemir Sinai. There's a kids on Shemir Sinai. But you're a chitzon, you're not a pnimi. So all that exists for you is what? Stuff that's outside. See how people are. If we go right now in the hallway here, and some and somebody here dropped a cup of coffee, everybody's going to stop and to look. Look at this, the carpet, and then the, I'm not. If you help, it's a nice thing to help. I'm not talking about helping. I'm talking about just interesting, interesting. Or you walk outside and you'll see that there's some lady that works here and there's some guy that works here. And they're talking to each other. So it looks a little bit funny, though. It doesn't look like a regular conversation. So you already have a committee already thinking and making drushes and all kinds of <coughs> Rashi, Rashi and Taisis on this, on this meeting. What's a, what are you looking? What do you care? It's a chitzayni. A person's a chitzayni. Shmir Senaim is not just a matter of, of not, looking at the, uh, not looking at someone else's wife. Shmir Senaim means looking looking with the, with the neshama, the, looking at the world through the neshama. Looking at the world through the neshama. The meila. You're not interested in seeing something that you shouldn't be seeing. It's not for you. Not because you have to, not because you have to have put blinders on, or to, because it's not for you. It means to, to lift one's esa enai. To lift one's eyes up. To make them helega oigen. Helega oigen. Holy eyes. That's not Mekitzer. That's only when you learn the sugya of Riyya, the sugya of seeing, the sugya of eyes. But the Ian, the way you would learn, the way you would learn talk for Kayin Bav Metziah, the way that you would learn the Ovis Nezikin in Bavakama, the way that you would learn Hakal Shachtin in Chulin, 
the Ian, Raven, Chazaka, the Ian, the Ian. When you learn the Ayin, the I, the Ian in depth, it opens up a different world. It's not do this, don't do that. It's a different world. So it's a, it's a pell, it's a wonder. Then when it comes to the halacha, when it comes to halacha, then there's a limit of Gemara and, and the Rishonim to come to, to be understand, to learn Be'iyan. To understand that sugi Be'iyan. When it comes to the Neshama, when it comes to the most basic Hanhagis of their Eretz, of their Eretz, I understand when it comes to halacha, I can't know the true halacha lemaisa by a couple of minutes learning. And now people probably could check up these things on, on the computer. You can go onto the computer and to, and to you have a halacha. I know that they have things where you could you could email to a paisek or something and they'll send you back an email. So it's getting shorter and shorter and shorter because people have less and less time or at least looks like that, or less and less patience, so they could they could email and to get their answer. Uh, there was there's a thing in the newspapers called Torah on demand. Is that I think it's called Torah on demand, which is some sort of a, a type or a website. I didn't like the lotion Torah on demand. It doesn't sound like such a. But they mean to say, you don't have to worry. Torah on demand. It's not the same feeling like to sit down and if you. If you daven a little bit and uh, if you went to the mikveh a little bit and to open up and to sit with the, to begin with the Mishnah to go through the sugya, Torah on demand. It's a good thing. But people people have less of learners and we understand that it's not the same thing. You have to spend at least a day or two learning the sugya properly, depending on the sugya. We'll eat them sometimes a week or two to you get to the bottom of the sugya. Then you can come to, to the halach lemaisa. We look, however, look at the contrast. When it comes to the avodim with oneself, emuna and midas and so on, that is this very strong nitia and inclination to just try to know, you know, the kids. What, what do I need to change? Tell me what I need to change. There's no question that this desire to know, to, to know what to do and to do what's right, that's a positive thing. The fact that someone says, look, I'm sick of myself, I'm being angry, I don't want to be angry anymore. So they go to a seminar, a one day, uh, one day, a one hour seminar on anger. Like for parenting. It's not an avoid the be'in. Let's talk for a second about that. Parenting. What does it mean parenting? That became a big thing now. A lot of talks and seminars and things and weekends, parenting, right? It's a, it's a big, it became a big, a big thing. So, they'll try to provide guidelines of how to be a better parent. But we all know that there's no separate thing from human beings. It's not like you have human beings and then there are other things called parents. Like there are, there are human beings and there are dogs. There are dogs, there are cats, there are zebras, there are giraffes, and there are parents. What's a parent? A parent is a human being who has children. Yeah? That's what I always understood. A parent is a human being with children. The problem with parenting is that you don't know what it means to be a human being. You never found out what it means to be a human being. So if you never found out what it means to be a human being, now it's getting more complicated, because now you're a human being with kids, who are also human beings. You never understood yourself. You certainly don't understand these other ones. You're a total chitzani person. You never understood yourself. How are you supposed to understand the rest of the chavit? So now, what are you going to do? You feel that you're not being a good parent. How do you know? Maybe your kid tells you. Or maybe, or maybe you just see them falling apart. And your whole house is falling apart. So you say, I've got to do something about this. Which is a good thing. You want to do something. It's very good. So you look through the paper. Or you go online. Parentingondemand.com And you go to that website. And it tells you that in the metropolitan, in New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, next week there are going to be seven workshops on parenting. Mm, Teaneck, no. Flappish, no. Uh, uh, Muncie, yeah, I live, that's me, Muncie. So you go to Muncie, and there's going to be, a, there's going to be some hush of a person, for sure, giving a thing on parenting. 
and, and, and you and your wife, you look at each other and say, this is it, this is how you should, we're going to become good parents now. You're not even a human being, shaitan, you know. What, are you going to be a good parent? Kite them to be a human being, a yid. Again, the same thing I said before, a yid. Why do you talk to your child that way? Because you, you didn't get all the halakhas of parenting? Where is there such a thing? Now, show me anywhere it says hilchas parenting. What, the Kadmanim didn't think about such a thing? The Rishonim didn't have children? If they didn't have children, then there wouldn't be a Chorinim, Right? So the Rishonim had children. So where do they go for their parenting classes? And where were the seminars? And I, I'm not saying they're not necessary. That's not what I'm saying. Those are good things and they're good people. But it's the same Ratzin. The Ratzin is not to be a human being, the Ian. Not to be a Yid, the Ian. Not to be a husband, the Ian. But to get some fast fix where I could set my life straight by getting a list of do's and don't do's. And so. So they go to the parenting class and the kid. And sometimes you hear these, like, <clears throat> my wife was playing something in the car. There was a, a lady was saying something about how, um, which my wife told me she has only one, <coughs> not only, because as a child, there's no such thing only, but this woman has one child who's uh, in her 20s. And she was talking about how to talk to the child that does not want to go into the bathtub. And my wife was saying, the problem, of course, is that in reality, when that child doesn't want to go, that child does not want to go into the bath. You don't have time for the half-hour drush that this lady now goes into about how to sit down with Yankee and talk to him about how wonderful baths are. Because very often, there's some there, there are two other kids someplace in the house who are in the process of pulling each other's hair out. The mitzvahs doesn't oftentimes does not work out with the tapes. So you might have gone to the parenting class, and you might have heard the parenting tapes, and they spoke about patience, and they spoke about this, and how to talk to Yankee, and how to talk to Sarula, and so on. And then when they're getting into some, you have some problem in the house, you take out your notes, and you look up, it doesn't say this in the notes. And then you lose, or it says something about it, and you try it, but then you, you try it, and you say something, and then after, and the, kid, the kid doesn't respond like they said they would in the class. In the class they said, you say this to the kid, the kid will do what you want. So you try it out, and the kid doesn't do it. The kid just looks at you and says, well, you got that from the parenting class? I'm not doing it. So then that, now what? So now what are you going to do? So now the terror says, oh, now you need something else called Savlanis. I know I should have taken that class in Savlanis. I didn't take the Savlanis. It was down the hall. I didn't have time. The Savlanis Shia was down the, was down the, was down the hall. So I took the parenting class. I only, had, I only had time for one class. But now the problem is the kid says, I don't go with that parenting thing. I'm not, I don't, I don't pass him like that. Your teacher passing him, but now I'm going to behave. I pass him, I'm not behaving. So what do you say, Daddy? So now what do you say is now you're testing my Savlanis. You're testing Savlanis, right? Mimela, Kaz, Gaiva, a lot of things. If I'm hungry, Taiva. If I'm tired, Atzlanis. If I'm depressed about other things that went on during the day, then Atzvis, right? The little kid is... Touching every button. Ding, 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 ding. All the meters light up. Amuna too. Amuna too. Amuna what? That this child is, is a little tzaddik and that, and that he's, a, he's a delicate neshama and you have to be careful. That's also. To believe that he has, to believe that this child has inside of him what? A mamish. He has a neshama. He's not, he's not some Johnny from the block. He's a, he's a Jewish child. He has a neshama. You have to talk to him in a different way. All these things are lighting up. But, there's a problem. What's the problem? Rabbi say, you didn't have time for your other classes. You only took the parenting class. So now what? The kid doesn't pass on like the parenting class. Amuna, you only read in, in, in the, something, a pamphlet. Kaz, Savlonis, Atzlus, Atzlus. All the other things. You don't have, you don't have, uh, you never learned the Sugyas prop. You never learned the Sugyas being. You never worked on the sugyas, never learned the sugyas. In my Kitzah book it says, don't get angry if your child disagrees. I'm getting angry. I don't know what to do. It's the most absurd thing in the world. No one else in the world would, would suggest that you could change as a human being by reading a Kitzah. No one in the world would say such a thing. And yet, manuals and manuals and marriage and parenting and, and this and that, never be Ian. 
to learn the sugi of the neshama bein. That's what we're learning. That's what we're learning. His sefer das atzmacha, right? Das atzmacha. What's a yid? Bein. What does it mean? What's a yid? Bein. What are my kaiches? What are the kaiches and nefesh? What are the kaiches and nefesh? Kaiches and nefesh. You learn nefesh achaim. You learn tanya. You learn aleishor. You learn mechtam aliyol. Kaiches and nefesh. What's bitochen? Bitochen. You learn chazanish. You learn madrega sadik. You learn what's bitochen. What's bitochen? So someone tells you, don't worry, it's going to be okay. How much money do you lose? I lost everything. Trust in God, it'll be fine. <laughs> so that's what it says in your manual, right? It says in your manual, trust in God. The economy's going to be fine. Yeah? I don't know. I look out the window from my office. I see people falling off, the, throwing themselves off. The, and you're telling me I should trust everything's going to be fine? What if it's not fine? How am I going to... I should tell the bank that the mortgage... When they send me a letter that they're foreclosing, I should send them that it's fine? Because it says in my book, uh, tr- uh, trust everything's going to be fine. Yeah? That's gonna. That's gonna make you gonna be fine. Everything's okay, and you're gonna tell the bank. Uh, once, uh, what's your email? I'm gonna send you this page from my book. It says, uh, "Trust in God, everything's gonna be fine." It says, "Why don't you just look at the quarter?" It says, "In God we trust." On your quarter, so you don't have to. You have to call me to ask for money anymore. It says, "On the money." It says, "In God we trust." On the money, she says, "I don't have any money." She says, "I'll send you an email." It says, "In God we trust," and that's gonna. And that means. And now what? And everything is fine, and you're not going to. And your wife's saying to you, "You didn't pay the tuition. The school's going to throw the kid out." So what? It says on my kitchen, on my page, it says, "Trust in God. Everything's going to be fine." Where? What? What does it mean, bechlal bitach? Not only that, you think that you don't have, you don't even have the kaiches to have such bitachin. Why? Because you don't know who you are. You don't have the kaiches. How could you hold back your eyes from seeing something you don't know what kaiches you have? You don't know the kaiches you have. Someone tells you to walk from here, to walk to walk uh, from here to uptown Manhattan. You don't know that. I can't. I can't. You don't know what kaiches you have. Maybe you can. But the Bible said that a Jew has unbelievable kaiches. The one who made us, the one who made us, said that we have certain that we have uh, ingredients that are good. The one who made us, he signed his name on us. This is what a Jew is. But we don't even know what he. We don't even know what the kaiches are. We never read the manual. Everything you get, a person is the most complicated thing in the world. You never read the manual. We never read the manual. What's the manual? That's Chaim, Tanya, and so on. And, and only, not only that, but every step along the way, the manual says, and Davin, and Davin, and Davin, that the Bible should open your eyes to understand this Indian. Did we ever follow those instructions? Did we ever read the manual? No. We want to have some. We want to have some kits of the manual. Uh, one line. A one line thing. Like when they get when, when you get a new cell phone, so it comes with a beagle, like a whole book with 45 pages, and I, and I always just put that aside, and then it has another card, right? A kitzer, you know what I'm saying? It has a card, one, two, three, and I look at the card, I said, forget it, Shani, <laughs> I call one of my children over. How do you work this? That's it. That's my kitzer of the kitzer, right? I'm not gonna with this card. Also had different things with the card. But but that's. But that's nothing. When it comes to a cell phone, you can still basically use a cell phone. But even with the cell phone, you don't you don't even know how much the cell phone could, the cell phone could do a lot of other things. I, it, it took me a long time until I found that I could use the cell I could use the cell phone like a phone book, and now it's a mechayim. Not that I don't take down numbers. I mean, I use it to keep my numbers in. Not I know people also when they tell you numbers. I see people doing that. I don't know how they do that, but that I didn't learn yet. But I know how my daughter my daughter showed me how I could I don't have to always have a phone book. I could put numbers into to have them in here. That was just six months ago. Six months ago I got that. And there's other things in here, most of which we don't need to know, but there are other things that it has. I don't know them. That's a that's the silliest marshal in the world. What's a Jew? What's a Yid? So the Bible would say, did you look at the menu? Is that uh, kind of fun? It has a menu. The settings, right? What? I don't know. I, uh, I, I think that I'm just like the guy down the block. I'm just a human being. I have this, I have that. What can I... No, you're a Jew. You know, you have you have millions of settings. You have millions of settings. There's a menu from here to Shemayim of how many settings a Jew has. So you think I can't ever overcome this problem? I have. I always get angry. I always yell at my wife and kids. You don't know what you have said. You never. You never. You don't know the settings that you have. You never accessed the parts of yourself to overcome cards. So what did you read? 
You just read the manual that says, uh, try this, try that, don't this, maybe you won't get angry, maybe you won't get angry. But you never learn the sugya of who you are. You never even learn the sugya of Kaas properly. Ba'aymik <coughs> ube'iyin. So how are you supposed to overcome it? Because it says in the book. How are you supposed to overcome it? Kibitzur kazu adam emelaymidis etzim hadvarm. It's a good thing to try to know what to do and how to change, but you never really got to the bottom of things. When you begin to learn in depth, you realize every part of Torah, Kaas, is a deep thing. Simcha is a very deep Indian. Emun is a very big thing. There's nothing in the Torah that's a side subject or chitzani. There's nothing. And any tiny little in you, you can write thousands for him. Everything is pnimi. Everything is, is unbelievably deep and, and beautiful. There are secular subjects that are called chachas chitzanias. External chachmas. But the Torah is kula it's deep. wider than any ocean. In order to be zeicher, to a, to be a person of Torah, you have to learn the Torah b'aymek. Not just a blach, and not just b'av but to learn emune and bitochen, to learn kaz and simcha and leitzonis, to learn ahavas Hashem and yus Hashem b'aymek and pnimius. Yehudi atorid b'panis also, a Jew that's busy trying to make a living. And he says, listen, all I have is one hour at night to learn. That's all I have. Could be. He has one hour at night. So what do you do with him? He just he has one hour. He has to know what to do on Shabbos. He has to know how to, how to heat things up for Shabbos. So, the same way, so then you try to, he should learn at least the Kitsuri, the abridged uh, you know, Midas Tavis, We each need to aspire to being a Ben Torah. Who's trying to learn Torah in depth, in. We have to learn Of course, we're limited with time. A person who's how to capitalize in his time to learn the Ian and this this safe and other swam that are like that are are here to help us learn ourselves who we are to learn the Ian. A midah of Zahiris, the midah of Zrizis, to learn the Ian properly and in depth, not to have a ten minute Musa uh, Musa say that and to read the words, but the Ian. And that's the only way that ultimately we could change. So we'll finish the Mitchell next week we'll finish the Mava.